0: Hey there, it's me Denise Lee and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I'd like to talk with you about perfectionism, specifically talking about our desire to have everything perfect and to the point where we're feeling stressed and worried and anxious because we or may not get the approval of others. If you struggle with that if you are fearful of people telling you that you're not measuring up or you're fearful of yourself not measuring up to your own high standards stay tuned for this episode i know it's going to be really beneficial for those of you who have suffered through anxiety and people pleasing and more importantly feeling worthy i want to have some really practical tips that will help you coming to you after this short break Hey there, and we're back. But before we dive into today's episode, I want to thank those of you who have been listening for the very first time, or you have been listening to multiple episodes. Thank you so much for being here. I know that you've got a lot of other places, and I sincerely thank you for your time and attention. Let's be besties. If you haven't done so already, please follow me on LinkedIn or Twitter, com, and go on over to denisechalee.com where you can reach articles and click the t- courses tab if you'd like to learn about how I can help you build your brand and or service-based industry. And lastly, I want you to make sure that if you love, love, love this episode, make sure that you hit the subscribe button. That way, as soon as I drop a new episode, you'll be able to reach it. And also, if you've been really loving this stuff, then I want to make sure that I invite you to write a review. Make sure that you let me know, and I would love to send you a little token of my appreciation. And then lastly, send me a message at hello at Lee.com if you love me to talk about any specific issue or topic, as well as letting me know if you have written a review. With that being said, I want to talk about overcompensation. I think a lot of us overcompensate, but few want to talk about. Yesterday, I was reading this parent parenting article and a mother was describing a particular activity that I believe was way overextended for the typical amount of care that you should provide a child. The details of the activity don't matter, but the feelings around her are what really matters. The writer explained the pain and the grief that the mother experienced for failure to caretake her older children in a similar manner and it was apparent she was overcompensating. As I was reading through the article, I saw very common words, I felt like a failure. I tried so many times and could not do it before. I don't believe I was giving my other children the best. Over and over, these words of low self-worth were peppered throughout the article. It was really sad to read, to be honest with you guys. My question to you is, have you ever worked overtime even though it was not needed or asked? I think a lot of us, in the pursuit to feel okay with ourselves, work over time to please the inner demons within ourselves that tell us that who we are and what we may or may not measure up to. And unfortunately, a lot of us, because of traumatic experiences in our past, we might have absorbed the feelings that we are unworthy, we're losers, we're incapable. And if all these false beliefs are left unchecked, because I know it's false. You would not want to be a business owner. You would not feel like you can't make a difference if you were indeed a loser or incapable. But all that to the side, if all these feelings, these false feelings are left unchecked, it will actually destroy our sense of worth and purpose. And we might find ourselves working ourselves into a full-blown depression if we are not mindful of our stress and anxiety levels. And I believe that constantly criticizing is one symptom of a low-level depression. Now, big caveat, I am not a mental health professional, nor am I diagnosing anybody. I am just personally telling you of my own personal observations that I have experienced myself. Obviously, if you feel that you are going through some type of depression or you are experiencing some type of mental health crisis, I would implore you to seek resources from a licensed clinical social worker or psychiatrist or someone that is equipped and trained to deal with the issues that you're going with. But I'm just only speaking from my own personal experience. I just had to lay that out. But let me tell you, constantly criticizing yourself is no way to live. And I have some tips that I think we're going to really help you to recognize whether you are overcompensating. And these are not necessarily the end all be all. I've got more, but I just have some higher ticket issues that I think that for those of us who suffer through anxiety and perfectionism and perhaps procrastination because procrastination is the flip side of perfectionism because we're so afraid of doing it wrong, we try to avoid it at all costs. But <laughs> these are all are all issues that are linked. Anyway, let's get into it. Number one, am I doing this activity for me or to please someone else? I had a conversation the other day with my husband about a particular issue around the house, and I was doing something, and he came up to me and he said, "Hey, I really appreciate you doing this work. You don't you know you don't really have to do this. We can outsource this. we can have somebody else do this." And I was in pure astonishment because I did not like the work at all. I thought I was doing him a favor. I thought that it was something that he did not want to outsource. I didn't know that he was also not interested in this particular task that I was doing so often than not. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing. We, we have people that we love and we care about. And we think that if we're just going the extra mile and we're doing things that make us flat out miserable, but we don't really give the time nor attention to really ask ourselves, is this something that we really even have to do? For a lot of us, we think things are really non-negotiables. And the reality is a lot of things can be negotiated. A lot of things don't have to be done by us. A lot of things can be given to somebody else. Perhaps Put to the side, the back burner, and I know a lot of you guys who are listening, you guys are get it doneners. You want it done like yesterday. You revel in just having another check marked off your box, and you really want to see yourself thrive in whatever activities that you're doing. But I want to tell you something. If the activity that you're doing is absolutely making you miserable and making you feel Haggard and just draining the life out of you. You really have to ask yourself: Is this something that you really must do? And oftentimes, I know, especially in our business, we are our one-man show. We're all, we're each we're our own marketers, email marketers, our copywriters, our social media marketers, whatever. What I'm trying to say is, we're and our our bookkeeper and our accountant and our own manufacturer. Fill in the blank, basically i 'm trying to say is we're trying to do it all in the beginning of our business, and I understand funds may be tight. You may not have a choice to it, but I do want to let you know you have to really sit down and ask yourself, is this really something that has to be done by me? Is this something that has to be done right now? Is this something that is going to really move the needle you may or have heard of the 80 twenty the Pareto uh rule where 80% of our effort comes from 20% of our work. And actually, sometimes we actually need to sit back and ask ourselves, is our activities really moving the needle? Are things that we're doing really helping us? I remember when I first had a business coaching coach and we, I had this kind of group coaching session and she mentioned over and over and over to us in the in the coaching session that, A lot of us are trying to be on Pinterest and Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook and Snapchat and now we got TikTok and all these other places and we're trying to be everywhere all at once. And that is freaking draining. I can't imagine trying to maintain all that stuff. And she says something that was very telling to me. My coach said, scattered effort yields scattered results. I'll repeat that again. Scattered effort yields scattered results, meaning that if you're trying to be everywhere all the time on top of everything else that you've got going on in your business, you're not going to get the momentum and the traction that you would go if you concentrated at two max three places. For example, I tell you that find me on LinkedIn and Twitter because I'm most active on LinkedIn and Twitter. You're not going to find me making TikToks. You're not really going to see me on Facebook, even though I have a Facebook account. You're not going to see me on Pinterest, although I have a, a Pinterest account. My home is LinkedIn and Twitter. That's where I'll engage most. That's where I'll have my community. That's where I'll answer questions and reach out with you guys. That's where I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna be anywhere else. A lot of us are just trying to be everywhere all at once. It's gonna burn us out. It's gonna stress it. And and I think what it is, this is as I'm thinking out loud, I think what it is is we think about major brands or people that we really love. And we see them like having their presence on all the channels. Find me on Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and all these other places. But here's something that I think we all should have a friendly reminder to is that these people have social media managers. <laughs> okay, They have social media managers. They're not there all day, every day, maintaining the count. They're not there all day answering the people and engaging with the people. In fact, if you'll notice that there are certain Accounts that are significantly larger on one account, but not as popular on the others. I, I think about, for example, uh, Chrissy Teigen. For as just just throwing out my mind, she has a significantly much larger following on uh, Twitter than Instagram. Now, I think because she's spending more time on Instagram, that's this gl- is growing. If I'm wrong, just fact, you can just fact check me. But the point I'm trying to make is that just look at any star, any particular personality you know, and then you'll notice that they are partic- They have a much larger following on one particular place than the other. It's rarely it's rare that they have the same kind of following, the same kind of engagement across the board also in different platforms. So my question to you is, where do you want to be? Why do you want to be doing it? And is it really moving the needle? Oftentimes, we are spending our time wasting precious time and precious energy on activities that don't freaking matter. And if anything, if you sat down and asked someone, does it really matter if you do X or Y or Z? And they'll scratch their head and they'll go, I never even thought about it. In fact, I never really paid too much attention to it. I think about even in my business coaching, I have definitely have streamlined a lot of different things that I was doing before in 2020 that's just totally unnecessary. So I'm, as I'm recording this, this is August in 2021. But the point I'm trying to make is that I did a lot of stuff that I just didn't need to do. And I just thought I was trying to impress people. In reality, I was just stressing myself out in the process. Remember, if you're trying to build your business, if you're trying to get a following or whatever you're trying to do... in to grow your brand. It is consistent effort over a long period of time. Rarely, rarely do brands just blow up overnight. And even if they have that big burst of interest and intrigue, that has to be continued with a consistent and persistent presence. So I the point I'm trying to make of all of this is that always check to see whether or not what you're doing even matters. Is it really moving the dial? Is it even necessary? So I gave you earlier the example of my husband. I'm giving you an example of your business. You fit into your mind like where area what areas of your life where you feel like you're pushing way too hard unnecessarily? Okay. Number two, is this activity helping me become a better person on balance? I had a conversation, I think, mmm. Um, This was a couple of months ago. No, no, I take that back. This was the beginning of the the summer of 2021. So when I was talking with my husband, I was telling him some specific issues surrounding social media and we sat and talked about what things I should and shouldn't be doing. And he told me flat out, if you had X amount of followers and you had this amount of activities that were going on in your business, would you be doing these same kind of things that you're doing on social media? And I said, no. And he said, why would you wait until you have arrived at your particular goals and not just streamline and do things now? And that made a lot of sense. A lot of us are just doing stuff and setting ourselves up for bad habits that aren't necessary in the future. My advice, and this is take it or leave it, but my advice is if something is not an activity that you could see yourself doing for weeks and months and years, and I'm not talking aside from a launch or some type of promotional event, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like this ongoing activity. If you're feeling... In your heart of hearts, like this is actually making you feel trained and exhausted and lethargic. And just the idea of getting into that just makes you feel sick to your stomach. That is a key indicator that you are overcompensating. That's a key indicator that you are overextending yourself far than you actually need to do. It's time to dial back. I don't know what dial back for you looks like in terms of your business or perhaps in your personal life, but if you can't see yourself doing this ongoing activity because it just feels draining and stressful and nerve wracking, then it's time to go online and ask for some support or ask someone in your industry or... Heck, even send me a message and let's talk and figure out what exactly needs to be tweaked or modified because I think a lot of us, especially in business, we are suffering in silence just doing stuff that just makes no freaking sense. And we and we do it honestly. This is my personal opinion, take it or leave it. I think we do it because we have observed other people doing it and we hold them in high regards. we think that that's just the right thing to do because we see other people doing it, and we don't question it. we don't question it at all and i I want you to understand that we have a right as business owners as entrepreneurs that we don't necessarily just have to follow the club we don't necessarily um need to do what everyone else is doing. We can march the beat of our own drum Right? How fantastic is that? We have the freedom. We have the power now as entrepreneurs to say, I think I want to try something different. I want to explore something new. I want to sit under the guidance of a mentor or a coach or someone that's an expert in this particular area that I'm struggling with and ask for their opinion. Oftentimes, when we have a conversation with someone else that is far along and where we want to develop, they can clear up things super fast in a way that we couldn't. I definitely have learned so much more, I think, about my 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 new coach that I have than I could have ever learned trying to spin wheels and figure it out on my own, and I I know that my clients feel the exact same way, like, oh, it's so good to bounce some ideas off someone who has been in my path, that's walking my shoes, and that can help see the forest from the trees. I don't have to spin wheels. I don't have to feel that that sense of anxiety and worry if whether or not I'm doing the right way. And even if it doesn't work out the way we want it to, at least we've got someone supporting us. And I think that's a win within itself. Okay, lastly, let's uh, talk about, I'm looking at my nose to make sure I'm not off track. If we have any unresolved pain around the issue, this is much a deeper and longer conversation and I reserved it at the end because for a lot of us, we're doing these things and we're just haunted by the expectations of others trying to one up and show people that we we've we're experts and we've got it figured out and we're not stupid and we're more than capable and and I know that at least that's me. At least I know that I have suffered through that where I did a lot of pursuits in business, not because I wanted to, but because I just wanted to prove to someone who honestly didn't really care <laughs> what I was doing that I was successful. Here's the thing, here's the thing. And I think we all know this intellectually, but I'm gonna say say it out loud. I'm gonna be the elephant in the room and just, just speak it out loud. The people who criticize us the most are really suffering and with their own insecurities and failures of their own personal issues or demons. In other words, the people who often criticize us are their own personal worst enemies and they're just trying to project their own their own inner pain and their own frustrations that they have in their lives. And I know that sounds really Weird, like, wait a minute, they're making fun of me, they're criticizing me, they're saying these things about me, but honestly, it's really about them. People who are feeling secure and confident about what they're doing and their plans and where they wanna go, they don't have time to criticize you. They don't have time for criticizing you. Successful, confident people, don't have time to wallow in the mud and to sling dirt and to make people feel like crap because they have their own goals. They have their own ambitions. They're they're moving and shaking. They're, they're doing the things that they need to do. So they don't have time to all these pettiness and all these arguments and all these making fun of your appearance or how successful you are, or your followers or whatever else is going on. People just don't like looking at successful people. People love, people who have low self esteem or are insecure love tearing people down. And in my humble opinion, you don't have time nor the energy for all that noise. You have so much amazing things that are happening and will bound to happen. Keep your mind focused on people who support you. Keep your mind focused on people who engage with you. Keep your mind focused on people who want to see the best of you. You don't have time for haters. I remember just thinking about a, a my mentor. He was really distraught because somebody decided to devote a channel, a YouTube channel of all things to discredit him and make fun of him. And it was him and a whole bunch of other people in the marketing, direct marketing world. And he was really distraught, just really messed with him. And he was talking with a colleague of him, of his in the industry. And he asked, "What was, why is people doing this? This is insane. And he asked the my his colleague asked my my mentor, w- was this person a old client? Like wh- what was going on? And he was like, no, this was never a client and I've never interacted with them at all, but they decided to create a channel. And the response next was like, let them say or do whatever they want to say. That's not your problem. Your, pro- your priority is to focus on the clients who pay you and support you and engage with you. You can't really... Focus your time on haters, especially people who never were your client. See, a lot of people love to tear people down that they've either never worked with or if they work with on a very limited capacity, perhaps they bought a $10 course or $20 course. Like, What do you expect from a $20 course? You want the sun and the moon, the stars to open up. And What I'm saying is that a lot of people focus, they zero in on the these and twosies of the complaints. But if they look at it on balance, like for example, 5,000 people love it. But if 20 people write a negative review, then our mind's thinking, oh crap, I've got to re- revisit my program. I got to change all these things. I got to make all these errors, uh, adjustments. And that was only the opinion of like less than a percent. Like, are we kidding us? Are we, what are we doing? Are we focusing on the minority of minorities instead of looking at things on balance? I want us to think of things globally. I want us to think on balance do the majority of the people that we intend to work with, that we intend to market with, are they enjoying our stuff? Don't major in the minors. I want you to stay your mind focused and dedicated to that. And one more thing that I have to say that, because it's on the top of my mind, don't get worried about an unfollow or two. Don't get worried about an unsubscribe or two. Don't get worried about one person saying a nasty message on your post or two. Look, now, if everyone's mass unsubscribing and everyone's always unfollowing, consistently, then you got to sit and ask yourself about your messaging, about your ideal client, about what you intend to do. Sometimes I remember, I forgot the name of this marketer, but this particular marketer, he purposely creates this us or them marketing message, meaning like, if you are ready for your business, if you're tired of doing blah, 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 I need you to click here, other than not, just unfollow because I don't have time for people who are on the sidelines and people who aren't serious. And sometimes like he expects massive unfollows based on those kind of emails. And that's by design because he doesn't want tire kickers around, especially around a promotional or launch time. If that's your thing, if you want to do it that way, because that can be really magnetic for the people who really want your help. We can't be all things to all people. We want people who appreciate us and appreciate what we have to offer. Okay, that is it. Let's recap about the three things that we can do to minimize the overcompensation. Number one is ask ourselves, honestly, is the activity that we're doing, are we doing it for us? Or are we doing it to please someone else? And if We're doing to please someone else. Ask ourselves, is it necessary? Is it something that could be delayed? Is it something that could be transferred to somebody else? We don't have to do it all by ourselves. Number two, is this activity helping you to become a better person? Oftentimes, if we're feeling cantankerous and angry, that's a... pure sign that it's time for us to make a pivot. That is a time that for us to make some serious changes. And lastly, do you have any unresolved pain around this issue? Oftentimes, I've seen so many people, myself included, haunted by the past, um, past memories of being made fun of or criticized or rejected, or perhaps we are giving way too much energy to people who won't even work with us on the long run. What are we doing? We have the power to constantly promote ourselves to the people that we know would benefit from our knowledge and our resources. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Was there something that I said that really resonated with you? Let me know. Send me a message at hello at Lee.com Love to talk to you a little bit more about it. And obviously hit that forward button and let somebody else be blessed if you really enjoyed what I have to say. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.